Hello, my friend. Thank you for joining me today. My name is Jennifer Sweet, and we've been looking at all the major arcana cards in the Rider Waite Tarot deck. And we've been taking a look at the Devil card, which is today, which is number uh, path number 26, which is number 15. It lies between number 8, which is Splendor, or Ode, and Teferit, which is Beauty, number 6. Now, we've taken a look at Death. We've taken a look at Temperance. We've taken a look at this um, almost a triad of, oh, crap, <laughs> with the Death, the Devil, the Stricken Tower, which we'll look at next. Uh, we've already taken a look at death and seen that it's not a cessation necessarily of one's life or an end, but it might be the beginning of another cycle. So today we're looking at the devil card. <laughs> and the devil card. So Dante's Inferno, have you ever heard of it? Well, if you haven't, take a look on the internet and you're going to see all kinds of pictures, all kinds of terrible things depicting demons and devils and the torturing of people in this place called Hadis and this terrible, terrible underworld place called Hell, which, by the way, is a made-up word. There is no word Hell in Greek and or Hebrew, and uh, there's Gehenna, there's the Lake of Fire, there's all kinds of stuff like that, but there is not the word Hell. You said, yes, there is, look here. Well, that's in English. Uh, the translations, there is no hell, there is no place um, like Dante uh, and his book in the play of the Inferno um, had had given us. So anyway, here's the devil card, and it's number 15, and there's a hexagram on his head. He is this goat-like figure of Pan, and he sits there as a half-creature, like a satyr, satyr um, who is there with the half a body of a beast and the half a body of a man. And he's this goat-like figure making a symbol with his hand. He sits upon this pedestal of which are chained two different people. There's the man on the right and there's the woman on the left. The man has a tail of fire and that speaks of power, greed, and his uh, arrogance of standing there with his hand on his hip and his hand is out. Gimme, gimme, gimme. And he has this chain around his neck and on his head he uh, has pointed ears and horns so if we go to the left then and also chained to this uh, pedestal we find the woman the yoni and the man is the phallus this is the yoni and there she is comfortable and she has a tail which is of grapes speaking of pleasure speaking of uh, having everything that you could possibly want in this life and how the, the darker side of greed and passion and the side of want and the side of power and, and uh, aggressiveness. This card is ruled by Saturn. And I am a believer in planetary magic. Saturn is the um, planet or the sphere of Saturday um, by the, the god of Kronos, which is not the time one, but it's, it's another one. Kronos means time in Greek, but that's not what Saturn is. That's another lesson. But here, if we look at Saturn, there's this incredible book that I like. It's called Greco-Egyptian Magic, Everyday Empowerment, and it's by Tony Mitsuwiki. And I tell you, it has a preface by Donald M. Craig, who I adore. And he said to get this book. I got it. And I have devoured it. I use it every day. I associate the planets with each day. I wear colors according to the planets. 
and I try to align myself with the spheres. So every card has like a ruling planet and the de devil card here has that ruling planet of Saturn. Now the 26 um, has some pretty bad, <laughs> has some pretty bad um, connotations with the evil eye and then also um, some other characteristics which a pan vesta bacchus which are which are not good um to be very honest so we have the goat here <clears throat> and um let's see 26 is the black diamond okay and on saturday saturday is saturn and it we use a black stone um to represent that planet now it has good aspects don't get me wrong there's nothing wrong um, with Saturn or having that planet as a ruling planet for Saturn Shabbat um, there's no um, bad reason sometimes but there are negative properties and Tony in his book Greco-Egyptian magic everyday empowerment on page 51 he talks about there's Ptolemy's has Ptolemy has these uh, polarities, this positive and negative property of Saturn and of all the planets actually on this page. It's an excellent book. God, I love it. So anyway, on the bottom on page 51, you're going to see Saturn. Now, Saturn and its negative properties, Tony says this, avaricious, violent, jealous, sordid, petty, mean-spirited, indifferent, mean-minded, malignant, cowardly, different, different, uh, diffident, excuse me, evil speakers, solitary, tearful, shameless, superstitious, fond of toil, unfeeling, divisors of plots against their friends, gloomy, taking no care of the body. So we see that Saturn definitely has its negative planetary properties that are associated with it. And I mentioned this because Saturn is the ruling planet of this card. So here are these people with these negative connotations. They are chained to what seems like they cannot get away because they have given themselves over to um, this devilish creature, um, which is path number 26. So in Aleister Crowley's book, 777, um, and other Kabbalistic writings by Aleister Crowley, um, in this book, he has some amazing tables, and in these tables, you can look up each one of the paths and the numbers, and as you look up each one of these numbers and paths, you can determine which of the Roman gods are associated with this, Am animals and imagery, magical weapons, um, and all kinds of stuff, so, um, and scents, um, Coptic, as well as Greek, and um, other languages, other uh, faiths you can get these correspondences in these charts and of course what we're doing is the the best of all is the Kabbalistic correspondences of Jewish mysticism and the tree of life I cannot tell you how important the tree of life is to understanding the tarot and when I say paths I'm talking again about these uh, circles which make up the tree of life and they are like a destiny called six um, let's call it a city of Teferit, right? And then there's a city of Ode. So how do you get from Ode to Teferit? Or how do you get to Teferit um, and, to Ode? Um, you take the road of 26 or the path of 26. 
Donald M. Craig in his book Modern Magic's 11 or 12 Lessons in the High Magical Arts. There's two versions. Both are good. If you can get that book, I recommend it. It's going to make so much sense uh, when you study that book and go through the lessons and take the time. It took me two years to go through this book, and um, it was well worth the investment of my life. So anyway, in this book, he talks about the Tree of Life, the Kabbalistic Correspondences, and here we are seeing the devil, which is ruled by Saturn. And um, let's see, let me look up the, uh, let's see, and the sign, the astrological sign is Capricorn, or the goat, okay? And that's the um, magical um, element, or one of the four cardinal elements of the pentagram, or the pentacle, rather. Pentagram doesn't have the circle around a pentagram. Pentacle does. And so, under Capricorn and ruled by Saturn, we have Path 26, which is the devil or this goat. And the male and the woman are attached to this pillar. And, you know, this is what happens when greed and ambition, even in magical work, listen to me. There's a place where you could be um, lured into things of which you should not be lured. Donald Craig warns um, about this. And, you know, there's a time and a place for black magic. I'm not saying don't do it. I'm not saying it's wrong because there is no wrong or right. I am not an authority. There is no room for authoritarianism in magic at all. I'm just giving this advice um, and this counsel. And if you don't want to take it, you don't have to. But here the devil is um, representing that snare that we can get into. And magic can bring us to this place of... A vindication we could use magic for a way to get back at others we can use magic for this um, maniacal almost attack of other people of our other um, magicians other spiritual people uh, family um, and some of it in your mind it may be justified and you know that's what this man and woman they're justifying in their minds that you know hey listen this greed and ambition, this this desire and for pleasure and for being at this place, this is a good place. I'm, I'm rationalizing it in my mind. And, you know, a lot of people do that. They rationalize in their mind the use of black magic in order to harm others. Listen, I, I, I you know, your life, your will, whatever, but for my will, my life, I'm, I'm do white magic. I'm a good person. I do good and um, Agathos, uh, I, I do good. I do not want to do bad. I do not want to do dark magic unless it is necessary. Now, is all black magic like bad? No, no, it's not. And I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is there's a time and place for everything. And sometimes um, being a gray witch, that intermingling of black and white magic is really that place of balance. The tarot speaks of balance. Now here, we have the devil card, and it's unbalanced. We are talking um, about, aside from splendor, to beauty. And then here is this devil <laughs> card in between splendor and the power of beauty. And you think, to, like, what in the world is this? Well, sometimes splendor and beauty can be um, enticing also. Not just black or white magic, but I'm talking good stuff like splendor and beauty. You can be enticed by the beauty of a certain lifestyle, a beauty of a certain financial status, a beauty of whatever. 
and it can turn into uh, something which has got you bound up and chained to the pillar. And I've written a poem about the devil's mast, and it's in my poems here in this podcast. You should take a listen. And I talk about how these the two, uh, the yoni and the phallus, the male and the female, are chained to the devil's mast and are forced to drink his urine, and they drink it as if it were wine and as if it were a good thing. Well, on the hexagram, which the universal hexagram of which is in the center of the tree of life, you could see it very clearly um, there, as well as the pentagram. The pentagram and the five points of the pentagram are also in the center of the tree of life. So Donald Craig um, and Aleister Crowley, others do a fine job of explaining how this hexagram as well as the pentagram is there in the center, the five points, are in the center of the um, tree of life. It's really cool to see. But this is on the lower uh, right hand, uh, left hand corner, excuse me, I get dyslexic sometimes. On the left hand side, going from six to eight, okay? It's on the left side of the pentagram. And that left side is Mercury and 12. So, you know, Mercury's not bad. And here in number 26, the child of the forces of time, you know, you're locked into this, um, gosh, what do I want to say? Like you're locked into this 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 cycle of greed or you're locked into a cycle of vindication. And, you know, you want to be this kind of witch and this kind of practitioner of magic that destroys and causes chaos. Now, is there chaos magic? Yes. Is there uh, spiritism and is there all kinds of power uh, on the dark side? Of course there is. And you cannot deny, nor should you fool around with that, because that's not a good place to be, trust me. And you can read a lot about that in Aleister Crowley's works. Again, he's written so many books, you guys. He's no longer with us, but he was an arrogant SOB, but (laughs) he was smart as heck, man. And I respect him uh, a whole lot. I was told by Christians that he was of the devil and, uh, you know, Hotel California and all that. (laughs) And uh, (laughs) I laugh now, but, you know, back then when I was in that religion, I was like, oh, my God. And, um, you know, you have all these things like Dante's Inferno, like I was telling you, dancing around in your head. And you're thinking, oh, no. And you get all this, this silliness dancing around in there. So... It's hard to divorce yourself from that time cycle and from that, you know, you're bound and chained to your religion. So, you know, just imagine your religion um, and you are tied and chained beneath this creature called Pan and you are, you are hexed under this creature and you were locked to the mast. You said, what? What? My religion can't be that. It's, it's, it's church. <laughs> well, yeah, I, know, I mean, I know, I know. Um, sometimes we get this Pollyanna attitude that, you know, that this one religion is right and everybody else is wrong. We're saved. Everybody else is lost. Um, we get this mentality and it's no better than these two people on the devil card chained to the mast. You're no better. I was no better. I was chained. My religion had me chained. I thought, oh, wow, I'm saved. I'm a preacher. I'm a minister. Oh, look at me. I'm like that guy, you know, standing there with his hand on his hips and his arrogance. I was standing there saying that I was the one saved and then other people who didn't have the Lord or whatever were lost. 
And then I'm like the woman standing over there in my pleasure of saying, I'm saved. Boy, I'm going to heaven. And in my arrogance, I was just standing there chained as well. So, you know, you could put your vice there. Um, you could you could put whatever you like on those two two characters as they are chained to this mast and they can't get away. Um, a lot of people who are stuck in a religion, you can't get away. You're stuck in this force of time and you are a child of the force of time, number path number 26. And here you are that you're stuck and you're trying to get out of here. And all you're finding really is in the triad of, excuse me, as I turn my pages here in my notes, as you look at this triad of the death of devil and the stricken tower, you're stuck in this, this, this triangle of, ah, shit. And you're stuck in this triangle of, oh my God, what am I going to do? And temperance isn't there. And, you know, you've lost sight of the beauty really, or the beauty has beguiled you. You say, what? How can beauty beguile me? Again, you're looking at that um, arrogance of self-indulgence. You're looking at the beauty of something of which is clouding your vision to see the reality of something. Here, even splendor, number eight, in the tree of life, you could be disillusioned by that you could have visions of splendor and beauty and and you're stuck there and oh life is so good and you're you just don't even see the death you don't even see the chains that bind you you don't even see the devil's master that pan is in control you see this as well that's fine i'm doing great when really you're on the wrong path you're on the wrong path and you're going the wrong way and um, under the power of Saturn, you know, the negative aspects of Saturn, that you're stuck. You're stuck. And the negative aspects of Saturn, of which I read you and Tony um, uh, Whitsky, <laughs> if you say that two times fast. Um, sorry, Tony, I myrtleized your name. But, you know, avaricious, violent, jealous, sordid, petty, mean-spirited. Am I that? Uh oh, I need to change. And that's where temperance comes in, that transmutation and that changing of your person to where you have the triangle and the square. You have the tension, but you have the balance of the triangle. You have Helios, who um, is in control, the sun. And you're not under that black star negative aspect of the planetary uh, rule of Saturn and that Tony so wonderfully speaks about. Now, there are positive aspects of Saturn as well. You know, just because Saturday comes doesn't mean it's, that day's going to suck. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, oh, my God, it's under the power of Saturn. Satan? So Saturn and, oh, no. No, there's good stuff. You know, it's Shabbat. It's the queen of Shabbat, Sabbath, the Sabbath lights. There's, there's all kinds of great stuff on Saturday. And there are positive aspects of the rule of Saturn. So don't get me wrong here. But this is the negative aspect. This card is speaking about the negative aspect and how you can change that negative aspect of Saturn into positive. Now, here's the positive. Thanks, Tony, again. Ptolemy's Tetrabiblos. He says here under Saturn, here's the positive properties. Lovers of the body, not negligent, strong-minded, deep thinkers, austere, of a single purpose, not divided man and woman as you see at the, at the 
the post there. <laughs> wow. Um, but dictatorial, ready to punish, lovers of property, amassing treasure. Now, see, there's nothing wrong with having stuff. There's nothing wrong with pleasure. Pleasure and sexual magic's awesome. Um, pleasure is awesome. And Solomon says to enjoy the works of your hands that you've done under the sun, right? You should rejoice. And you see with the pentacles, the earth, that's the, that's the uh, element of this card is the earth. And on the earth, you know, pentacles are okay. You can sit there as a, a man who is content. He's sitting there on his home. One of the cards shows children playing and he's sitting there in, in, in comfort and at peace. So there are good aspects of pleasure and good aspects of splendor as well as beauty. So don't get me wrong there. But then again, it's very, very thin, the line between the good side of Saturn and the bad side of Saturn. You know what I mean? Like, and it's easy not to see the chains. It's easy to not see the ropes. It's easy to not see how these things have grabbed you and that you are under the will of another. Now, that's the other thing about this card. Your Thelema. If someone else, like Pan or Bacchus or anybody else, is in control of you and you are chained to this pillar, this post, then you're not free. And this walk is all about freedom, libertas. It's about freedom. It's about liberty. It's about being unshackled. It's about loosing the locks, turning the keys, and opening the doors. It's not about being chained, whether that be to religious thoughts of the past or present, uh, whether that be luxury and whatnot. You know, a lot of preaching, they, they preach against the pleasure and, and good stuff. I'm not saying that. There are times when good stuff's good stuff, but there's that fine line where the good stuff turns into bad stuff, right? A stumbling block. Some people who are rich even say, you know, God, I wish I didn't have any money. <laughs> and then poor people say, oh, I wish I had money. <laughs> so whatever, they're on both sides of Saturn. You're going to see this, this chain effect, this locking, this fetter, this binding to a post of which you are not free. Your will dies and your thelema becomes the will of another. Your thelema should never die. Your thelema should never be sacrificed uh, in the name of the Lord or in the name of whatever. No God, and, and not just Pan and the devil here, we're talking about, you know, things that call themselves the Lord. You know, things that call themselves, uh, you know, children of light and, and that you are saints, and you get stuck in your arrogance, and there you are chained, my friend. You're chained. And your liberty's gone, as your preacher tells you that you, it's, you know, he says, not my will, but God's will be done. But then I'll be damned if you don't do the pastor's will or the elder's will or somebody else's will in the church, you're going to hear about it. So your thelema gets destroyed. So we're not just talking about Satanists here. We're not just talking about negative black um, versus white here we could talk about good things which are also a snare so don't get all you know stuck up and thinking well i'm saved and all this and i'm you know it, man the arrogance 
man of blindness. You know, even Jesus talked about the blindness. You know, you're blind, but you don't even know you're blind. You're wretched and you're miserable. You don't even know that you can't see. You don't know that you can't hear. Because your ears and your eyes have been, as it were, plucked out by the crows of religion. And you can't see your ass from your elbow. Because you're so full of this American religion thing and this, uh, you know singing these songs and getting all raptured in this movement that you can't see your own decline. You can't see your own fall. I was there. I was there. And so it begins with me. It begins with a minister who I I think I meant well, but I, I just, I don't know. It just wasn't it. It wasn't right. It wasn't I, I just don't know. There, there should be more freedom. He, the who in the sun sets free shall be free indeed. So why are you bound by your pastor? Why are you bound by, by prayers and by, by, by this and that and do's and don'ts? And, and you can't even dance. You can't even drink wine. Of which the Bible speaks about wine and rejoicing. At, the, at Jesus' feast, at the marriage feast. That was his marriage, by the way, I think. And they were drinking wine. No, it wasn't grape juice. No, you're wrong. In the Greek, it speaks of wine. Alcoholic fermented grapes. So it is not juice. That's a different word. It's winos. It is wine. It is fermented fruit. So, but then, you know, you deny yourself these things. That's a chain. That's a chain. I'm not going to dance. That leads to, you know, I've heard all that stuff about dancing. You know what it led to? Fun. <laughs> Dancing led to fun. Dancing led to a smile. Dancing led to a wonderful wedding, you know, where we danced and, and it was great and happiness. So see, even by denying yourself, you're denying yourself. You're chaining yourself by things which you could rejoice and have fun and be free you know, why live this life of death by a religion that tells you it's life, but really it's death? Why do you live in this this thing that causes you like a stricken tower, you fall? Because, you know, this is the thing. You know, pride cometh before uh, destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall, right? So, you know, how great are the depths of, of one who is on the tower of self-arrogance chained to it and then falls you know what a terrible the king is dethroned the queen is falling headlong you are crashing to the ground all because you listened to somebody that said pray a prayer or do this lickety quick thing where oh i'm saved now and i'm on this pinnacle and on this tower i'm i'm this denomination and God has chosen me above everybody else. I'm the 144,000 or I'm the the saints. You know, I'm the I'm the church and the chosen. I am the firstborn and and all this and you get this arrogance that I had. I had this arrogance. I did. And God, does this sound crazy? I repent of my religion. I repent of Christianity. I repent That means to change my mind, metanoia, to have a change of mind. 
And that's what breaks the chains of the pedestal here in the devil card. That's what gets you to the positive aspects of Saturn and takes away those negative, selfish kind of ambitions. Okay? So, I'm sharing with you my deficiencies. I'm sharing with you my mistakes. Not to criticize the people that were good to me or the place that I was because it was part of my journey. I had to go through it. I had to be Jewish. I had to be a Christian. I had to be messianic. I had to be um, a, a Buddhist in my thoughts. I had to be so many different things. But sometimes you can get chained by them and I don't want to be chained anymore. Do you? I don't want to be chained anymore. I want to get away from this devil's mast. I want my Thelema to rule. My Thelema, not, not some pan. Not some other god. I want to have my own Thelma as the above gave me, my own will, and I want to live that will. And I know you do too. I know you do, and it's hard to leave that stuff. It's so hard, but you know you have to. You know you dread going there again this weekend. You know you dread hearing those cruddy messages and all this stuff over and over, and the guy's a hypocrite, or you know the priest has touched children, or you know what I mean. It's like, oh my God, he's he's using the money to buy a jet. What? You know he's what? Uh, just the evangelists and all that hoo ha. Oh my God, in the eighties, remember? Oh man, oh so shameful. Tied to a mast, yeah, tied to a mast. So let's cut the chains. Let's be free, right? Let's be free. And so, okay, next time we're going to be looking at path 27, which is the tower card. <laughs> I know, I know, like this stricken tower. Oh, my God. And then everybody falls to the ground. I know, I know. But sometimes it takes a stricken tower moment to come to a glorious moment of splendor. Sometimes uh, between the victory comes by going to your lowest point in life. And I'm going to share with you um, on the next episode, as I talk about the Tower Path 27, about how I came to suicide, my Tower moment, and how it changed me forever and for the good. I love you, my friend. Have a great day. Bye-bye.